you show me this box and you're like, I can put a timer on it so I can't get my keys out so that I know I won't drive. You know, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like only Ben can think of this. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, it was interesting though to see inside your mind like that. Welcome to the podcast, Conduct Unbecoming, stories of addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Benjamin D., and each week I get to interview someone from the recovery community. This episode, things are a little bit different. Yeah, I'm still interviewing someone who has ties to recovery. This week, it's Rula, and she talks about her close friend's battles with addiction, but also experiences in recovery. The twist is, that someone that she's talking about? (laughs) Well, that someone is me. Enjoy. All right. Hey, everybody. Uh, Welcome to the show. I'm here with Rula. Um, So this week is a little bit different. So, you know, on the show, I ask people to tell me their personal stories and um, some private stories, and they share that. And I thought it only fitting that I kind of uh, make myself vulnerable and do that as well. My friend Rula made a comment to me that her daughter wanted to be on the show. (laughs) Her daughter's like, what, 18, 17? 17. Mm -hmm. Like, well, she might be just a little bit too young, but, um, and then I was like, well, I could have you on the show. And she's like, well, I'm not, you know, an addict or an alcoholic. I said, you know, someone that, that is an addict or an alcoholic me. Uh, but then I was hesitant to actually do that. Cause I'm like, this is just going to be a shit show. Basically just talking about all the shit I've done and airing my <laughs> dirty laundry. And I said to her, let's do it on one condition that I have the final say. So this, this episode may never even make the the light of day. I did say to like, are you sure? Are you sure that's something this is gonna be you painful. want? <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I'm like, there's part of me that's kind of thinks it's fun. And then there's part of me that's scared of what um, what's going to be revealed. First, first question. How many times have you been to my, my place of residence? I've been here probably a good five times inside and then picking you up for yoga. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So picking me up. Yeah. But let's not count that. Let's just say like inside my apartment. And the reason I ask that is because my memory of those times is not good. I know. Any of them maybe. And I'm like, no, I know you've been in here, but it's foggy. It's so foggy for you. Yeah, I know. for me. Yeah. yeah. So that's how a lot of them are, unfortunately. And I feel I even feel bad saying that. For me to tell um, like a friend of mine, someone that I care about, uh, I don't remember the times that you've come over to my place. It, yeah, it sucks, but, but it's I, truthful. But I knew that you probably wouldn't remember because I didn't really start actively coming over until I, I thought you were in trouble. Until and, I was in bad shape. Yeah. yeah. And I was trying to in my way, like intervene, although I knew I couldn't, but Mm. just try to make sure that you were okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate all those times. So let's see, how long have we, we've known each other? We've known each other for about a year and a half. Okay. We had met under some fake pretenses. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, That we met again at the yoga studio. Yeah. Like when we met online, like we talked quite a bit and you told me very early on about what you were going through mm-hmm. and it kind of freaked me out. Like I didn't know anything about it and it felt like, oh, I don't know if this is someone that I want to get close to because right. it seems like a potential for a lot of like pain and 
Like, why would I, you know, like put myself through that if you're just online? Like, <laughs> I don't have to talk to you, I guess. You know, like I can just. This is uh, Rula's reasoning for ghosting me. I'm <laughs> very sorry about that. I get it, though. Um, no, I get it. And it's like, it's kind of a how much should I share? When should I share it? Because you don't want to put someone off. And then if you do, I mean, I get it. But no, I mean, like it was quite the wake up call for me, though, like because seeing you at yoga, it was just a very interesting experience experience for me and eye-opening because like seeing you in person as a person I was like that is a nice person like look at how good they are at yoga (laughs) and you know like they're trying like I could just tell in your whole essence that you were like trying your best to to be a you know to get through your addiction and to not relapse and I thought that was great. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's nice of you to say. So we ran into each other at yoga. Right. And then we had, I think, a, I would say a really great friendship. Mm-hmm. We practice a lot together. We do. And I think like I needed to have that experience. Like the universe was like, you cannot just like avoid someone because they, you're going to suddenly know what it's like, you know. Mm-hmm. And I learned because <laughs> I... I mean, obviously, I got attached to you and your friendship, and then when you relapsed, it was really hard. Yeah. Thanks for saying all that stuff. I consider you a really a dear friend, and I, 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 too, value the friendship that's come. And it's hard for someone that you care about to look you in the eye and tell you, like, you know what I mean? It hurts me when you use or it hurts me when you relapse. But that's the reality of it. I have to say this, and but, like, whenever, like, such a, has been just such a good friend to me, and um, when I got my license suspended and I couldn't drive. Rula came all the way out. I mean, you know, some people that are listening might not know the area, but she lives, you live like, I don't know, five minutes from the yoga studio, like make a right out of your street. And it's right. It's like on your right, basically. <laughs> and, uh, and, and like a mile, but she would like make a left, go the, the exact opposite direction all the way out to Centerville, pick my ass up and then drive all the way past her house, go to the yoga, and then drive me all the way back home. But did all that for me just so I could, you know, consistently, like, pretty much every Sunday you would do that. Yes. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Really appreciated that. I think you signed up for a class once. Mm -hmm. And then our teacher, like, right before class started was like, is Ben coming to this? (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, Ben, did he sign up? Because, like, the thing about Oh, you thought you were supposed to come and pick me up? No, I thought that you had signed up and something had happened to you. Gotcha. Because, like, you guys have to understand about Ben. Like, he's the most consistent person (laughs) I know. Sober Ben or clean Ben would never sign up for something and not show up. So when she said you actually had signed up Mm -hmm. and you weren't there, I think that was before you lost your license, I, like, flipped out. And I was like, and I couldn't text you because, like, Class literally was starting, mm. and that whole practice, I was like, "Is Ben in a ditch somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> like, what happened?" Oh, and then I texted you, and you were like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I just forgot. You know, mm. I can't believe I did that." And I think like that has been a part of something that I've had to get used to about you is that like I can't have these preconceived notions of what you're going to be like because it's not always the same. I just realized maybe. You know, Ben right now is not the mm. Ben I'm used to. And I knew that, but it was just like a different way. Yeah. So the, fir- the first story that you have here is uh, brought a gun, firearm, to yoga. So my first question is, who would do such a thing? <laughs> well, 
That was pretty early on in your relapse. I think before you even went to your first treatment, the one that lasted like what, 10 days? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so this was like in January, February. Yep. So mm-hmm. I was, I mean, it had gone from you were so normal. about a year ago. About yeah, a, yeah. About a year ago. Like you were normal and like started acting a little bit differently. You weren't as consistent with the yoga. Um, but one day you came to yoga without your car. You were one wheeling to yoga. To a morning class? To um it was like the Saturday eight thirty okay. class. And it was very cold and you were like freezing. <laughs> and you don't remember this from your face. <laughs> you don't even remember this. I no, I mean, all right, so here here's my thought process with that. Now I've rode my one wheel to yoga many times, many times sober. Um, if I didn't have my driver's license. It's not uncommon for me to do it. But the uncommon part to realist point is that it was very cold. Apparently. It was very cold and in the winter. But do you remember what you told me? Oh, no. You said, um, I had this car accident. Mm. I just looked oh, away for a moment to text someone or something, and I, I rear-ended someone, and I don't, you know, my car's messed up. Do you hmm. remember that? So, yeah, I, re- I remember the car accident. Well, there was a few of them, so. <laughs> the very, very first car accident. Okay. And I think that's the first actual lie that you told me yeah. was, you know, I just looked away for a moment. So you said, you know, I didn't want to drive my car to yoga because it's banged up, so I one-wheeled. Ah, uh, okay. But at that point, I didn't have any reason to distrust you or to think that anything was wrong. Mm. So I just took you home after yoga. Like, you're not, you know, you're not one wheeling back because it was really <laughs> cold. I mean, you were frozen. You were like an ice cube. But I didn't register. But I have done that sober. That. But not in the cold. I've I've one wheeled in the cold before. Right. Maybe I don't know what that temperature was. I don't know if it was that cold. But you know, I but yeah, a couple maybe. times I had to when I you know like when I didn't have my license. Like I started to realize that something was really wrong when you would get you know you would use something and then text me and it wouldn't be your normal text. Mm. Like Ben's normal texts are like, Hey Rula, how are you? Do you want to <laughs> go to yoga tomorrow? <laughs> and all of a sudden I got one and it said, Hey, do you want to do mushrooms? <laughs> it would be a spiritual experience. And I was like, ah, oh, man. like shit, Ben, you know? And I remember like, just like being like, no, no, and then I knew, and I knew, like, you know, the car accident thing was a mm. lie and everything. All came together. It came together, but I had sort of, like, tried to, like, just keep piecing it. Like, it's okay. It's okay, you know. And so you were, you had your license at that time, so you seemed to be doing better sometimes, mm-hmm. and you would still come to yoga. Um, but this one time you came to yoga, it must have been, like, two, three weeks in, and I could tell, like, you were not there. You know, you were like falling over and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is bad. But I was glad that you came. Mm. And at the end of class, I waited with you. Everyone left. And you were like taking a long time to get dressed because obviously you <laughs> didn't have like your coordination. Right. <laughs> so you're like, and the very last thing on the ground is this gun shaped thing. And I'm I'm just standing there like looking at it like, no, that can't be a gun. And, um, and then I was like, it is a gun. Like, what the fuck? Like, and I remember looking at you like, Ben, is that yours? And you were like, yeah. 
And it was weird because, like, of course, I was dealing with you relapsing and not being, like, the Ben that I was used to. And I don't know. Like, you weren't yourself, you know. And I, I remember, like, that very next day I came over here with lunch for you. And I said, you know, like... I, my my ulterior motive was to get you to never bring this gun to yoga again. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like talking to you, you know, I'm like, okay, so we know why we can't have a gun at yoga, right? And like you're one of my students. <laughs> oh, wow. I have no, no memory of any of this. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, you know, we could be like flipping our dog and you hit it accidentally. And what if it goes off? And you're like, it will never go off because it's like you know, safety, whatever, whatever. And I'm, you're just coming up with all these reasons. And then I remember being like, Ben, just say you'll never bring it. And you're like, I'll think about it. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'm sitting here, I'm I'm listening to this. This is the first time I'm, that I, I think that I'm hearing this from you. That was definitely like the, beginning of you kind of descending further deeper into right. things and, and yeah the, and then you came back out like later on mm-hmm. but like i think after that you never did bring it back all right so the next uh story the next title that you have is no memory having no me having no memory and i knew that you weren't remembering things which was really scary to me but the worst one was when i came over one day and I had just seen you at yoga the day before. Okay. Like, and you were normal. You know, the very next day, I came over to bring you some lunch, and your side view mirror of your car mm. was like sitting on this table. Like, and you were telling me that you had gotten into a situation where you were transported to the hospital. And you had this green stuff on you and you couldn't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, when did this happen? Because I saw you. It was like maybe one o'clock when I came over. And I'm like, did this all happen last night? And you're just sitting here normally? Like it was the freakiest thing, right? Like I couldn't understand. And um, you just had no recollection. Like you didn't know. You're like, I don't know if I fell asleep or if I passed out. But they found me, and I had this green stuff all over me, and I don't know, like, where it came from. And that was just, that was bad. Yeah. I remember saying to you, this is so scary, Ben. Like, I'm so worried for you. And you were like, yeah, you are, but I'm okay. I don't care. You know, I was like, (laughs) that was really like when I was like, that is so messed up. Like, and I knew like that was just, you know, the drugs talking, but it was so sad because I was like terrified for you. And you were just like, eh, you know, I don't care. So that whole couple of days, you know, when all this must have happened, like, and I definitely don't remember. Really, I don't ever remember you coming over and bringing lunch. I'm sorry. (laughs) I feel bad saying that. So some, bring, lunch, bring lunch someday <laughs> that I can remember, please. Do you remember going out to lunch with me? I remember going to breakfast. I remember when we went to breakfast. No, that was like, no, no. We went to, I think it was Panera. Mm. I remember. That was, that was like probably like the first day that I realized you relapsed. I took you to lunch, and then I didn't want you to drive around, so I drove you around a bit. Mm, I don't remember. <laughs> what did I eat? Um, well, back then, this was funny. This is, this is, 
This is low, low carb man or something. Yeah. So yeah. you were going into your keto phase. Mm-hmm. So you you were like only eating like keto things. You were very particular about I was. that. But like it was so crazy because you're like using substances, right? But you're like, right. I cannot eat carbs. Oh no. <laughs> That was the beginning of 2022. So, but 2021, for the majority of that year, I did really well. And about halfway through that year is when I started like getting a really strict discipline of what I was eating. I wasn't eating hardly any sugar. Um, I was pretty disciplined about when I would sleep, like no naps. I was getting up early. I was doing a lot of 6 a.m. yoga and I was really disciplined and I lost weight. I felt good about it. Originally, I was just off sugar and then I started weaning down on carbs as well. And that's probably, you know, like right up to that and then started using, you know. So it's like I look back on that period and I'm like, was that too disciplined? Was that too militant? Um, I don't know. I mean, I like it. I would like to go back to that. I liked being feeling more in control about my decisions like that. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, I had that discipline down. I was eating well. I was sleeping well. And by all accounts, I felt like I was doing well. I mean, I was going to meetings. I was talking to a sponsor. In that same time period, I was also, like, starting to think about other ways to work around potential consequences and, and be able to use. Yeah. Um, and I remember that was when the whole thing went on and I was like, what happened, Ben? And you were like, I started feeling better. And then I thought I could do it again, but do it better. And Mm. do you remember your lockbox for your keys? So I'll never forget you show me this box and you're like, I can put a timer on it. So I can't get my keys out until, you know, the timer like goes off so that I know I won't drive, you know? And I was just like, Oh my gosh, like only Ben can think of this. (laughs) Like, it was it was interesting though I, to I had, see uh, inside your mind like yeah, that. They had this um, this gadget come out years ago, probably five or six years ago, and it was um, it was in that same idea to try and control people's like uh, cravings or snacking urges. So it was like this plastic um, Tupperware container that was in, went in your kitchen. And you could put your snacks in there, your cookies or whatever, and then you could put a timer on it and say, don't unlock it for another 10 hours. So you could eat a cookie, put that timer on it, and then you couldn't get back in there. Couldn't eat another cookie for 10 hours or whatever the time limit was. And so, yeah, I tried to do the same thing with the car keys when I would get fucked up on benzos so I wouldn't drive. I'm just happy you're still here and that you're alive because for a long time I didn't know, Mm. you know, if you were going to make it. And... I know that that might be short-sighted of me or, like, just my suburban (laughs) mom-like persona of, like, you're doing drugs so you're going to have an overdose and die because that's all I hear about. But it was really terrifying. That's That's logical sense, though. You're doing drugs, you're going to have an... Especially nowadays, you're doing drugs and you're going to have an overdose and die. I mean, that's... Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of people. It happens. Well, and tying in the memory thing you sort of forgot to tell me that you were going to treatment the last time. Oh, I did? <laughs> you know you did. No, not the February treatment. Your, um, Florida, when I went to Florida in yeah. September. Yeah, you you didn't tell me, so I really was concerned because, you know, you always were very consistent about texting another mm-hmm. Ben thing. You know, like, if you don't hear from him in five minutes of when you texted him, it is bad news. Because he <laughs> is consistent. <laughs> like, so I remember texting you and the bubbles turned 
green. Oh, no. And not the green bubbles. It I, was the green not bubbles. Not the green bubbles. I talked to my friend Lindsay about this, and she was like, dude, I got green bubbles. I was real worried. Yeah. And I had, like, I think I had detached a lot, like, compared to how right. I was in the beginning, where I was constantly checking in on you and being like, are you okay? Because I was like, okay. I have to detach from my own mental well-being. But I definitely was terrified for you, you know. And I remember just sitting in my house like, what happened to Ben? Like, what are the possibilities, you know? And one of them wasn't that you went to treatment because, again, I was like, he would tell me. Like, he knows that I'm expecting to go to yoga in two days (laughs) and that I'm going to freak out if I don't hear from him. And so I know Ben would never not tell me, not even using Ben, right? Mm. But I had to fix my paradigm again because it was wrong because you were in such a bad place that you weren't thinking. I know that you were using, but I am going to kill you when you come back. (laughs) Like, how could you not tell me? And now I'm like, but it was okay. It all worked. You found out relatively soon. Yeah. You know, even though it's been hard, I'm still proud to be your friend. I still think you're awesome. Thanks. And, you know, like, I know it's hard for you, but you work harder than anybody I know. You really do. And, like, you've opened my eyes to a lot of things about addiction and showed me how, how hard it is, but also, like, that it's worth it because you can always come out on the other side. That means a lot. What I will say about Rula is I try and find something very specific about each person that I like or that um, inspires me or that I notice about the person. And with you, it's your ability to stay present. That, for me, is almost impossible. I think for the majority of people, it's almost impossible. But for some reason, you're just, like, really good at it and not worried about other shit whenever you're doing something, you know? That is very true. I try. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it comes through, and I think it's I think it's a pretty amazing quality. So, thank you. Ben. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming down, talking shit on me, <laughs> telling all my dirty secrets. Oh, oh my god! This there will, whole... maybe we'll have a part two sometime. Oh, I hope I, not. I kept some Please back. Tell me there's no more. <laughs> thank you. Seriously, thanks. You're appreciate very it. welcome. Man, I just want to thank Rula again for being on the show and sharing her experience with my crazy ass. That was a tough one for me to edit, but I hope at the very least you found it entertaining and hopefully a little revealing into my life and my struggles. You listened all the way to the end, and I think that's fucking awesome. Thank you so much for the support. 